This week on the Push Follows podcast, Dan is back and we talk about the marathon runner shoes, being overly specific on exercise rehab and functional strength parameters. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Dan Meek. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, bro? I'm quite annoyed you didn't get me one. I was expecting you to text me saying, like, I got you one as well. Don't wow, worry about uh, it. you're doing bath? I travel to London to watch the new Star Wars. Yeah, alright, we can get you everything. Uh, looking forward to that. It's come around very quick, hasn't it, that? Like, it was only, I swear yes. it was only like the start of the new year. We were talking about how amazing it is. It got released at Christmas and then here we are, nearly there. Here we are. I mean, midnight showing. Should be fun. That'll be, be, be good fun, mate. Anyway, I must apologise for last week. Obviously, I'm sure it was a dreadful show because I wasn't here. So I apologise for... <laughs> me and Tom just told we came on to press record that it just came at a really shit time because obviously I had the holiday and then I straight away, just before I went on holiday, I got asked to go do hashtag WPT. So I, yeah, we, we had a few recorded. We had one recorded for while I was away, but then obviously we couldn't record another one in the middle of that. So I do apologise um, for the little hiatus, although you probably enjoyed it. So I think, I think we're actually a week behind, in theory, where we normally are, because we normally have two weeks off over the Christmas time, or have a week in lieu, don't we? So we're like, yeah. 50 episodes a year is what we so we've got to catch up. There's, there's a couple I we're going to have to catch up. I feel like we're going to have to catch up. So there might be, yeah. you might have to refresh your uh, podcast app like twice in a week. Oh, gosh. Un- unfortunately. Yeah, sorry. I mean, we, we have had people being like, uh, why don't you do one every day? Some other people do. I'm like, yeah, we, we don't get paid to do this. Um. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, if you start sharing this with your mates a lot, then maybe we can look at doing more than one a week. But I like me. Uh, unfortunately, we're relying on, you know, word of mouth to get us where we are. So, like I said, it's down to you guys, really. Do you know, you want Be more great, of like Because obviously, I listen to podcasts that are like three, three to four times a week sometimes. And that's, that's their job. Like, they're journalists and stuff, but they just talk like that. I was like, so the job's journalist then, really, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, it's yeah, it. <laughs> that's part of their thing. They have to do that. Uh, yeah. I think, like, I think if it, like you said, I think if, you know, if we started, uh, if we started getting more listens and you guys share us around more with people and you think, you know, that people share it with, share us with people you think would be interested, then who knows, you know, in a few years time, we could be having our own recording studio in London and all professionally done. But between now and then, I mean, it doesn't have to be in London. Yeah. Between me, yeah, between <laughs> now it's just going to be on Skype once a week. So <laughs> it's down to you guys, really. I'm not going to lie. So crack on, but crack on, Daniel. This is episode 190. There's too many in it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. How how are we still going? <laughs> it's cute, isn't it? It's it? cute that we're still we're still here, still still yeah. going. 190 hours at least. I think probably. we should probably start thinking about ways of making it better. <laughs> no. <laughs> Keep to what's going going good. No, nah, that's fine. We'll, we'll think of new ideas. Once we hit 200, it'll be fine. Have to have a party. Jesus Christ. I know. I'll get down to like, drink something. I still can't believe that that many episodes have gone by. Like I said, that people still carry on fucking listening to us. Uh, More I'm sure there's people who've listened to every single one as well. I mean, my mum has. Uh, joking. She doesn't know what a podcast is. Um, no, <laughs> no, she's like, that Dan's really nice. Yeah, I bet, she, I bet she never, is, never said that in her life. Um, right, well, how was Paris? Paris stinks of urine. Um, <laughs> I don't, I do not understand why wow. it's known as the most romantic city in the world. I couldn't think of a worse place to take someone that I wanted to. I mean, there's French people for number one. Which is, well, number one. So, like, there's a few things I don't like about Paris. So, again, I love, I love like going to it with my client. I love going there. Um, I actually. Um, the, the headspace you get there and being like, you know, time on your own is very useful. It, it, I'm not going to lie. It's handy. But, oh my God, I could think of better places to be than fucking Paris. Like, so the things that annoy me about Paris is one, it stinks. Like people piss in the street, like during the middle of the day, like it's weird. Um, is it stinks to piss all the time. Two is that everyone is rude but not only just like rude as in like, you know, British people would be like to your face, oh, it's not a problem. And then behind your back, be like, oh my God, what a fucking bitch. Like yeah. that is a little bit rude, right? No, they just do it to your face. They're just like, like obnoxiously, somewhat aggressively rude to you. Like they're just like, you're always, you're always in their way. You're always doing them. There's always something that you're doing that's annoying them. But 
not only that, the third thing is that they're supposed to be known for like being good waiters and good service. Awful. Like the, some of the worst, like again, just rude, like aggressive, like not like aggressive, like they hit you. Like that would be really bad service. Just like the way they, the tone and everything like that. And yeah, just not a fan to be honest. And I don't get the obsession with the city. It's not that good looking. It's like I said, dirty, like, but yeah, Paris. Um, yeah, if you want to hire, if they want to hire me for their tourist board, I am available. <laughs> um, yeah, I just don't get the obsession with it. I couldn't think of a, of a worse place to go. I, I'm, I prefer like London is cleaner and less busy and less rude. Believe that, believe it or not, it is. Like, yeah. So that's why I don't like Paris. Like, other than like going with my client and stuff is is good, and like experiencing all the stuff I experience is is fantastic. Um. But yeah, the uh, going out and about bit is a bit I don't like enjoy. That's why you don't. That's why you don't see much on my Instagram stories or anything. I can't do anything like that. Like, <laughs> I did actually I, talk talk to one of my clients who does follow you. He, he listens to the show as well, and he was like, "Oh, it's Dan away." I didn't even notice from his stories. It was like, yeah. he just seemed to be in his room most of the time. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> like, I, honestly, honestly, like, honestly, because I, I like, still I didn't know back. he does. He does all his stories from his bedroom anyway, so yeah, just yeah, so like I don't um, so when I'm I go I still do my all my client work so obviously that's why I tend to be a bit quieter because any free time I have obviously I have to get back to my clients and check in and stuff. But genuinely like like Laura said to me I'll go to the Eiffel Tower. I was like no I don't want to walk to the Eiffel Tower. You know, I have to walk through Paris to get there and I don't want to bump into French people. Like <laughs> honestly like if I was anywhere else in the world I would get out I would explore. I've been to I remember I went with him to Geneva to Brussels and I went out and about there much nicer much much nicer. Um, I want to go. Through a couple of the arcs, that kind of thing. Champs Elysees, walk down there. No, uh, no, not interested. Have you ever no. been down there? Yep. All right. Okay. So you've, you've done it. Done the things. I've, I've been it. there. Like I've done it. I've been there and stuff. And then of course all the good places that I do go and take pictures of, I can't really take pictures because I'm with my client and it's a bit like you know I can take pictures of some of the food I eat and stuff like I did when we went to a yeah. nice restaurant. But um, those on the those of you on my email list would have heard the funny story about us going to a three Michelin star restaurant, which was embarrassing um but yeah if you want to hear that you have to be signed up to email list because i'll send it out again to you if you sign up there you go i'm not going to tell you now i'll tell tom once we get off air because it's quite um but yeah no it's cool obviously it's really cool that that side of it but i can think of better places to be plus i have to train my client sometimes in a gym because he doesn't have all, he doesn't have loads of equipment in his home gym. So, like, we needed to do it for his current program. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, I couldn't think of you training people outside. I was like, you're not exactly boot camp boy. Yeah, no. So <laughs> he's obviously got a home gym, but he hasn't got um, like a leg press. And in his program, he had to do leg pressing. Like, usually we work around any issues, but he had to do leg pressing. All right, I had, had um, to. Yeah, yeah. He had to. There's no, no yeah. other way of doing it. No, no, possibly. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and his gym didn't have a leg press, so we had to go out to a gym and get a membership. And then I had to be his friend that was training with him and not actually look like I was training him throughout. Um, at which point we then had a trainer come up to him and tell him that he was doing leg press wrong. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so that was funny. Um, but those of you who work in gyms will know that bringing trainers into the gyms is usually a bit of a no-no. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I've done it in a couple of places. Obviously gone in and been someone's friend to look at their yeah. stuff. And yeah. Like, oh. and like, it's, it's super annoying. But having been both sides of it now, I get, I get it. I get as a trainer why it's a, it's frustrating. Like, but I also don't. I also think as the, from the client's point of view, they're going to want their trainer to train with them if they're only there for a short period of time. And it's like if they join, if someone joins the gym and they train there five days a week and they want to bring their own trainer, that's stupid. If they go in the odd session here and there for two, a two or three week period, they train there two or three times and then they're going away again for four months. It's like just let them have their trainer in there. Like, but, it's just the insurance stuff that we always fall down on. Yeah. So yeah, I was just his friend training him, which was um, which was fine. But yeah, that's Paris for you guys. There you go. Insight into what I go up to, um, which is cool. In other news, you also told me that uh, actually it was sent to me that Halo Top have got new stuff. Halo Top have got some new flavors out, and they're yeah. actually high calorie, which is interesting. Double, double the calories. Double. So you got the Platinum series, apparently. Of cookies and cream, which is the, the lollies. I never, I, I, to be honest, I don't really get the lollies. Um, I get, the, I get the lollies. People who diet get the lollies, Tom. Yeah, but I'd rather just get. I, I realise it's easy portion control, but also you can get some Soleros and stuff, and they're lower calorie. So, um, but you have to be into fruity stuff. There you go. Yeah, 
and Solaris are lower calorie than the Aerotons. Just just an FYI. Better ice cream as well. Um, we've got salted caramel as well and Villa Crunch. And then in the big tubs, right? So what we helpfully... Well, it didn't take a genius to work out what market they've gone into. Is Ben and Jerry's do a slightly lower calorie calorie one, don't they? At about was it must be about six hundred, seven hundred calories per wow. tub, and it's and I've had it. It's not good. Um, just because I bought it because of Ben and Jerry's, and I was like, oh, that's doesn't yeah, feel me quite the, as sinful if I have a whole tub of this instead of a whole tub of the. I feel like the um, I feel like the Halo Top three hundred and twenty calorie pots are nicer than the lower calorie Ben and Jerry's. So I'm assuming that these are going to be should be better. So they got even these with, should be just a little better. bit of fat. In it. It'd be, it'd be a little bit creamier, right? Surely. That's, yeah, what, they, so that's what a lot of them lack is just a bit of creaminess of ice cream. It just You can tell when you it kind of like over overfreeze it, it just kind of crusts yeah. up. And it's I think great. they're going after the market of people who are going to be somewhat health conscious but still want the flavour and stuff. And they're probably yeah, just yeah. going to look at the lower calorie ones and go, no, they're going to taste like shit. But they'll go for the Ben & Jerry's ones, like you, yeah. So yeah. now you're going to try them in the hope that when you do come to diet because you're fat, that you will then go for the lower calorie ones, <laughs> even lower calorie ones. Me? No, I won't because six hundred. How many calories does it take me to start dieting, Dan? Oh, I can't remember. Probably about three, three thousand, three and a half thousand. Probably three, three thousand. Yeah, yeah, you lucky bastard. Um, so it's probably all right. So I can probably have one of these guilt-free. So six hundred ninety-two calories in the triple chocolate cake. Have a tub of that. Boom. Um, monster cookie. That might be mm. right. Six hundred seventy-six, and then space candy. Six hundred and eighty. That's a shit name for a flavour. Someone who's gonna well, have that's... That, clearly space candy. Um, but I would go triple, triple chocolate cake. I think Monster Cookie probably got is that got cookie dough in it. Probably, I'm guessing. Mm. Actually, so it's just cookie cookie dough ice cream with a bit of uh, Smarties in it. Isn't it? Smarties or M and M's looks like it. Yeah, yeah. I'd do that. I reckon. Do that one pretty good, but I just like chocolate. So give me that. Exciting though. I'm definitely gonna have some. Obviously, it's only about £5 a tub, which is a bit crap. Yeah. Ben & Jerry's is £5 a tub, though. Come on, mate. No, it's normally on sale. Well, one of them, either... One of those tubs is always on sale. I swear it is. Hey, the top is usually on sale as well. Why, mate? Jeez. We, we, we've, I, we've discussed the, the, our, how I do my cereal and how I, I do my ice cream. And to keep the variety changing is normally what's what's on, like, by well, two. Well, to be fair, one. yeah. You've got to save the money for the penthouse, to be fair. So Very true, yeah. It's... I get it 100%, mate. <laughs> Um, what were you going to talk about, mate? Oh, that was interesting because on the same on one day, about three or four people all messaged me. Basically, they're saying they're in London and what burger joint should I go to? And I gave them Burger and Beyond. Alex, they all got back to me. They were like best burger they've been to. Burger and Beyond. Okay, that's cool. That's interesting because the, the my, my client who also likes a burger occasionally, I sent him the list of fifty in the UK. And he hadn't been to Burger and Beyond. He'd been to Patty and Bun. He'd been to Bleecker and what a fan of Bleecker. There's only, there's only one sit-down Burger and Beyond. And there's one like in Camden as well, which is more like street food. It's probably why. I think the tater tots were naughty, I believe, is what they were saying. So. Oh, I'm still waiting for you to invite me there, Tom. So We can go. We penciled in a date for Dan to come to London. Mm. Yeah, we'll go. Talking yeah. all things stuff and business and crap look at us uh, adulting look at us 190 episodes in starting to think about something we can do <laughs> <laughs> alright um, yeah I just what's been happening in our lives hopefully everybody took something away what's been happening in your life Tom I don't know stuff. that was all about me come on what's it's going all on about you? you it's always all about you Dan Jesus oh I know Jesus I do love being the centre of attention what have I been up to work that it don't, don't lie. That's just a lie. <laughs> Why would you lie? There's me. I don't know. When was the last time I saw you? There's, there's, I, there's I me sitting here going, saying that I'm training some high-profile celebrity in my spare time. That's believable compared to you saying you've done work. <laughs> Dan was getting a hair transplant. That's, we all know it. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> it's failed the last eight times. Know, this is the ninth time. <laughs> um, just give up. Give up, mate. Save the, save the pennies. Um, I don't know. When was the last time? I did Rough Runner. Did you, did you see that? No. No? No? I accidentally... Well, I, this is the first ever time I had knowingly run a 10K. That was rough runner. Uh, because there were like 15 obstacles. Obstacle course. There was a travelator at the end. Good fun. I got... Did you get up it? Of course I did. Lucky. Straight away? No. 
<laughs> I was like, ah! I face planted and then like dived for the edge, and I was like, no, and then went again. It was fine. See, um, I don't think if you do it, if you don't do it first time, it doesn't count. No. Lad, do it with Fred, just like gazelled up, like long distance runner, absolutely springy man. I just look like shit. I was just like, put him. Fell flat on my face. Funny. I'm not surprised you like Funny. shit. Uh, thanks, good card. But. Think- 10k run wasn't so hard. I didn't. I didn't feel like it was 10k. It definitely wasn't. Um, Mate, running's, a, running's. I think running. Like, people make it out to be a lot harder than it is. It's just. It's just not moving. It's not it's moving. Just, it's just moving for a long amount of time. Just keep. Wait, just it's keep going. Definitely not. It's definitely not. not moving. <laughs> just, um, yeah, just keep it's going. Just like really. One foot in front just, of the other, isn't it? Yeah, just, just one go. foot in front of the other and keep going. Like, like mind doesn't matter. That kind of crap, isn't it? Yeah. Like, like like said, oh, runner. that was like, what, that was what I wanted to talk about. That marathon runner because I put a, a couple of posts up. Because it was interesting. Also, didn't count, um, didn't count as a world record. Doesn't count, mate. He had runners with him. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. What's well, the point? Yeah, it doesn't, count, doesn't as count. It doesn't count it as doesn't a world count. record. Does What's it? the point? Like What's he the... just just wanted to be able to do it. Um, I screen did I screenshot it or save it? Because they were talking about his uh, his cleats, his shoes, his trainers. Yeah, I saw you post something really boring about that. No one cares. <laughs> I thought you'd have an opinion because also somebody was having a go at. Uh, I thought they were having a go. Mate, if someone can run, me. if someone can run a marathon in under two hours, regardless of their fucking footwear, they're not shooting. Yeah, rockets in their shoes. Like, come on, his shoes—they get rockets in them. All right, that's how you got there. He's not on a hoverboard, is he? You know what I mean? Like, it's ridiculous. But there was another lad that had—he was like, "Whatever happened to barefoot running?" That was never a thing, anyway. It wasn't a thing, and also there was somebody in an interview today that was wearing Vibrams, and I wrote that on their report. I was yeah. like, doesn't get job, was wearing Vibrams, see you later. Um, Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. So yeah, but like, I, I remember, I, obviously there's a lot of articles that come up, I think we've talked about this before, but a lot of things came up about the, um, so the prepared, I'm gonna running, like, and how he was doing, you know, on the treadmill, like the fastest speed a treadmill can go, and he was doing that for two hours, and people were like, fuck off, and you're like, no, yeah, seriously, like, that's what he does. But again, I could I could do that with pace runners running next to me. Like it's easy. It's like you've got someone set the pace for you, mate. It's not hard, is it? I love that. Everybody was like, he just sprang over the track and he was running around and like high fiving people. He could have he knocked about another 20, 20 minutes off that. Yeah. Do you know what um, really put it into context for me though was um, obviously when people say, "Oh, I did, you do it at twenty one kilometers an hour the whole way around," people are going, "Oh, that's fast." You know, on the on the treadmill, the fastest speed. What put it into context for me was that he ran a 17 second 100 meters, right? That's that's like that's not that's not slouch like 17 seconds to run 100 meters the whole way round. <laughs> like that's ridiculous. Like if I, if some people would run a 100 meters if they were sprinting as quick as they could, they'd probably do it in most average people 14 seconds, 15 so, seconds if they were good. Like that, yeah. Sorry, no, 14 seconds if they're good, 15 seconds if they're all right. And he's done the whole fucking marathon. Consecutively, 100 meters, 17 seconds consecutively. That's so, ridiculous. Seven, that's as quick as you've ever run 100 meters. It's quicker than I've ever run. <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. Ever. Running for the fucking ice cream truck, mate. I've run slower than that. Um, like, that is insane. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was quite entertaining, to be honest. But but. It's interesting. So I just popped up the, um, on The Guardian. Classic. Um, I thought you were going to comment about what newspaper I'm reading. Jesus Christ, thank you. Um, <laughs> so it was Elud. Is that his name? Elid? Elud? His name. Kipchoge, that's easier. Um, shout out to our marathon distance, blah, blah, blah. Um, the Nike Vaporflies. They uh, have a carbon fiber plate in their uh, heel, sole. And, uh, and then there was like. They, they're basically like platforms as well because they're just like running on clouds and it's just like this oh yeah just pack. like just like running on clouds yeah. you've done that mate no <laughs> no oh good um <laughs> a key lime pie coloured version interesting they're then a retail at 240 quid so for 240 quid you might run under two hours for a marathon pretty good pretty good isn't it um but they were saying that depending on the model the athlete they uh, they can improve somebody's running economy by four to five percent. That's mm. pretty like staggering, isn't it? Well, that is a huge amount. Yeah, it's massive. So if that, yeah, if that's a thing, because then they went on to say like, all right, so the wheels that some of the 
the guys are using on tour at like Tour de France and stuff are six grand a pair. It's like just for the just for the wheels. Um, I was like, I'm not surprised by that because the technology of that kind of stuff is crazy. But yeah, I, I just wonder now if it's going to be like the but, whole minute also, mile thing. Also, there are. Uh, the IAAF are massively looking into the shoes as well because there was a there was a stage. It must have been about ten years ago. Um, so previously, I was massively into swimming. And sorry, just before you get into this, hang on. Just yeah. I just I just gone over it in my head. Did you say a four to five percent increase in running economy? Yeah. Okay, so that doesn't necessarily equate doesn't to then an increase time. in performance. No, that's just that's in theory that the, it might just conserve a bit of energy. Conserve a bit of energy to go a little bit harder. It, okay. If anybody's mis- misconstrued that and said that they're going to knock four to five percent off their time, no, well, that's what I think people would think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking that in my head. <laughs> they're going to be more economical with their run. Carry on, swimming, Tom. <laughs> Tom swimming. Tom swimming. Um, there, there was a much case less of, hair than he had now, probably. Oh, any... yeah, yeah. I was, <laughs> I was smooth. Um, <laughs> there was uh, these big suits that people started wearing that were basically like the water would skip off them, and you kind of half in the water and half out, and literally, not literally, figuratively, literally. <laughs> figuratively, um, in the space of like a, six months to a year, nearly every like world record was being broken, like all the time because of these new this new technology that obviously would go through water and basically the water wouldn't have any resistance on it. And then yeah. they're like, we can't really have these, can we? Um, <laughs> this is clearly technology's gone too far or too far um, that swimming's becoming just, yeah, this. So it might be a case of that starts to happen. But I guess it's the contact with the, with, I don't know, the substance because it's in the water, basically all of it. In. I mean, it, I, I just wonder if you're going to get to a point where it's going to be like, you're going to have those flipping things that, um, what's that disabled sprinter, Pretorius? Yeah, you're going to be able to put your feet in one of them and just jump, do you know? Like, uh, obviously, it's not going to happen, I'm joking. But, <laughs> like, obviously, with the soles and stuff, if the I technology thought that about there, when, with those springy things, like the long jump stuff. I just assumed that you'd make something with tensile strength to be able to do that, and it would just spring you forward. Yeah, I, I, like I said, it's it's... It's interesting, but I, I just wonder if it's if it's going to be a bit more a bit of like I said, the thing now is that like I say, once the minute mile was broken, everyone started doing it. I think I wonder if the two hour marathon is going to be a bit like that because obviously a lot of people got so close to it, yeah. and now you know, it's, it's doable. And it was um, also the women's marathon thing got broken as well in the same week, didn't it? Yeah, but that didn't get any publicity, did it? No, nah, not really. But... You noticed that everyone talked about the guy. Yeah, yeah, it's because it's more entertaining. That's why. Also, <laughs> but and and his doesn't count. So. It doesn't count, no. It doesn't count, because it's not a real race. So, at least you did it in a real race. Yeah, true. I just think it's a bit harsh it didn't count. I mean, it's obviously to be talked about, but whether you can do it, I suppose. I mean, the, the pace runners have got to be massively helpful. Got oh, 100%. To- you, you see it on, like, world record attempts all the time, don't you, on the track. And these guys just, they drop out if it's, like, special events. They're just, like, Grand Prix events or whatever. They don't have to qualify for. And they drop out after a certain amount of time. Um, and they're just there to set the pace and just run next to. If you've ever done, yeah, cycling or swimming or something like that, and run next and done that just next to someone, you're essentially drafting off them, and it's so much easier. I do drafting and swimming, and yeah, it's it's bliss because you swim in broken water, and you don't have to break the wave yourself. It's just uh, so easy. I, I know it's a thing in cycling. I just yeah. like I said, I know that's the whole point of the teams, but so they don't allow it in uh, in triathlete triathlons in swimming you can get disqualified for drafting you're not meant to draft so it's interesting oh yeah that's something new sure that's hard to enforce though it is 100% hard to enforce <laughs> also triathletes swim like absolute balance and they're just arms and legs everywhere so it's just they end up kicking each other most of the time right. not smart enough to draft what be triathlete. you've got triathletes you yeah, it's because they're not, they're not good enough at swimming, cycling, yeah. or swimming, so they just do them all together. Box down average, and then just to like, yeah, I can do all three. I've and then they'll be like, oh yeah, but I do the bike when I'm knackered, so it doesn't count. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, all oh. right, mate. Jesus Christ. Just, I'd do it if there was no running involved. Run. I, I wouldn't do it at all. Oh, crap. Yeah, all right. Uh, should we go on to the topics we're going to talk about today? Yeah, I thought I would just babble <laughs> on. Um, yeah. uh, there's a couple of things. Not really. Ish. I found interesting. Dan might not. Um, it was the over complexity I thought you were going to lead into it because you started talking about it vaguely in your Paris jaunder um, 
the over complexity of exercise. And it was something that Henry touched on, registered osseo and uh, all round nice guy, who, who actually a few people have reached out to me and to him apparently, and because uh, obviously he became he he re listened to some of the stuff he said. And he was like, I was a the person that I don't I resent. He was like, I've I've said all this stuff and sounded a little bit resentful and been like, oh, they should be doing this, they should be doing that, but didn't offer the alternative. I was like, mate, they've got 180 episodes of me and Dan doing the same thing. They're yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> I was like, don't worry. Don't they've, got, they've, got pay, they've got to pay for that bit, mate. Yeah, yeah. Like, they've got to pay for that bit. That's our business model. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was like, he'd love to come on to explain where they should, what they should do about other stuff. So be interesting. We, we might do a show post-Boston once we've learned from Mike Boyle of being a wonderful human being. Uh, when is that? I think it's, I don't know, 12? Twelfth of, of November, is November, it? Yeah? I think so. Like that. Yeah. Exciting, mate. Looking forward to that post that um, post trip podcast. That'd be fun. Yeah, we might do a plane cast. I can't put Josh will be yeah. in. Josh will be like in first class. So, uh, he'd be of course he will. Of course he will. Just sipping on his non-alcoholic beverage that he likes. Such a melt. He'll be in bed by now. He was so sleepy. Um, yeah, what were we talking about? The complexity of exercise, mate. Yes. So, <laughs> you want to talk about your your backstory? Um, yeah, I, I think it's just comes. I believe from... I didn't get a laugh for that joke. That was so good. No, it wasn't. It was good, great though, because it's this is this is literally about the back, and that was backstory. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think it's interesting. Like I've had, I've I've heard people, um, you know, say things and been given training plans that are so specific for like a certain like issue. So, for example, like. Um, you know, for like backs, you might be like, oh, I'm trying to like fix my mid back. So I need to strengthen my lower back and my upper back or, you know, it moves too much. So I need to work on the other areas of my back and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, there are certain areas of your body that they just work together. Like you can't really like be that specific about what bits you target. You can't, you know, unless you go into the nth degree of isolating every single movement you do, but that's not how the body works. We've talked about before about movements and muscles and all that sort of shit. That's another fucking argument. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just that whole thing of like, at what point can you have a training program that is so specifically targeted to one thing? And like the specifics of a training plan for me are down to either improving a movement pattern or you improve like muscle groups or a movement that is going to train certain muscle moves, um, muscle groups. And when it comes to sporting performance as well, like when you look at someone trying to make someone a better athlete, you look at, the body as a whole like you're going to train it as a whole you're not going to get them to do much bodybuilding stuff for example like it's not useful you're going to get them to do more um movement pattern based work and that sort of stuff but anyway like i said it's just something that you notice more and more i think like i, I didn't even listen to the last week's episode i probably should do um, but it's interesting that, it's interesting that you said that <laughs> that henry said that because i think it's it's something that obviously as an osteopath for him and also I think physios and stuff get really into figuring out or trying to figure out these very specific things. And and I sometimes sit there and go, mm, I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can, you can be that specific about what muscle groups you're trying to work or not work. And when I talk about that, I mean like to the degree of like upper traps, lower traps, mid back, lower back. Like, yeah, sure, you can do exercises for your lower back to strengthen it, but you're not going to completely disengage your mid-back or upper back. You can't. Like, you can't. If you did, you would just flop over and you just have your lower back. It doesn't work. Your back doesn't work like that. Like, there's still going to be some sort of engagement there. And again, like, how you program for someone doesn't need to be as specific as we're working on, like, you know, the exact tiny muscle group and nothing else is working. Like, it doesn't, that's not how the human body works. Um... And yeah, I just think it is something that's common in the industry and it's becoming more common. And maybe Henry's view of it is that he sees a lot of it in the osteo, osteo world and he sees a lot of it in the, the more the rehabby stuff, which I imagine it's fraught with, I imagine. Again, I think Alex um, Smith, Alex Krasowski. Polish Alex. Yeah. Um, he, I think, I think again, I, he'll listen to this and he'll, you know, I could be speaking out of turn here, but I suggest he would say something similar in that, 
something that's really useful for people who are injured is getting fucking strong. Like, get fucking strong all over. Like, you're probably going to be okay, or you're going to get better at some to some point. Um, once you've had the pain management side. The whole, of things, uh, the, one of the biggest quotes from Brett Contreras, wasn't it? He was like, "You you think uh, lifting weights is going to cause you injury? It's like try being weak." Yeah, yeah, and I think. I think there's just a fear among people who have these little niggles and these little issues, these little things that crop up that they need to fix them before they start strength training. And actually what happens is you waste three, four years of your life trying to fix these tiny little things. And anytime you hear a little niggle or get a little niggle, you don't strength train properly. And my argument is if you pushed through it and you actually strength trained a bit harder, you probably find they might go away a little bit. And this isn't me saying, well, if you've got an injury, just train through it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you're, if you're still training and you're still training hard on certain movements, but you have these little niggles that crop up every so often, like maybe just try and like push through it a little bit. If it's not hindering you, if it's not making you, you know, so painful you can't move, you know, all these sorts of things. It could just be that you just need to get strong and push through it and actually then it'll go. Maybe. Well, that, that's Henry's, that's his thing. He's, he's a specialist in, in pain management is yeah. what he sees his clients with. He, it, he, he mentioned in the show, it was just like how it resonated with him and, uh, because he has, I don't know, suffered through some sort of chronic pain and trained through it, and he he finds that anecdotally that training helps him, and he's mm. like, that's what happens, and then he's kind of fallen into this category where so he's gone into pain science, and he's like, yeah, there's like a pain and sensitivity scale that he uses for everybody, and mm. he'll be like, all right, well, we're training that movement because in, I'm deeming you just to be sensitive, or he'd be like, oh, do you, in, in, at the end of the set, if he he would come up like, actually, is it too painful? Do you do you want to stop? No, all right. You want to carry on. Therefore, it's not. It's not painful. Mm. It's like it's probably going to be okay. And that training that complex, he was just like looking for complexities that aren't there. Is the big mm. one for when we we work with physios, no, both me and you. And then I've had that. One of my clients came back last week, and I've had a couple of people um, send me physio programs the last couple of weeks. And he he, he literally just uh, he texted me and was like, "How uninspiring that it's all the crap that we do anyway." that they sent for in the program. And I was like, yep, absolutely fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, basically, we're just jamming it all together instead. I was like, I'm going to follow his, his instructions, 100%. But I was like, you know it's not going to work because we're just going to have to listen to him at the end of the day. He was like, all right, let's do this for two weeks and then we'll go back to what you're doing. I was like, all right, cool. Um, yeah, I think with it, like I find as well, just going on that, I think I find when I feel my worst and when I feel little niggles and strains and I don't feel great, there's times when I do fuck all. Like, yeah, yeah. I've just spent two and a half weeks of, like, not really training, not really doing much, sitting down a lot, and I feel awful. Like, I can feel little things like my back starting to ache, my neck starting to ache, a few other little things, and it's they're usually things you'd associate with training, not with doing nothing, and actually, I've done nothing. And I think that it's really, it's really underplayed, the value of strength training, and that's kind of where I'm sitting now, I think, as someone who... As I spoke about before on the podcast, been massive, massively demotivated to train regularly. Um, like compared to what I used to do, anyway, I still do two or three sessions a week because I know it's good for me. Like this is, there's a point where it gets to where it's like, yeah, but I just know this is good for me. Like I don't, don't feel great going, but I don't feel inspired going. But when I'm there, I'm like, I need to do this because it's good for me. It makes me yeah. fitter, strong. I know when I'm older, I'll thank myself for it. Um, but also from a pain management point of view, like I said, the times when I start feeling like little things in like oh my knee or whatever. It's because I don't do anything. I'm not moved. I'm not trained train my body um, to do what it's supposed to do, which is be strong, really, and be able to withstand shit um, on a daily basis. And I think I think that's the worst thing for people is that they sit down and they, when they're injured, they do nothing. And it's like, yes. no, like, try and still move it. Like, still move it. Like, take it through its range of motion that you can get to. Straight into, like, the fetal position. And it's like, oh, we'll just wait for it to subside. Wait, yeah. what? Why? Why, why? why are we doing this? <laughs> so what's the point? Just don't just go away. Just just ignore it. It'll go away. Oh, yeah, that's definitely what we need to do. Just ignore it. It'll yeah. go away. That's what happens with every disease. Um, yeah, exactly. Weakness is yeah. a disease. Yeah, that's right. I just you think know, it's first. interesting. I think it's interesting from, like I said, from a health point of view for, for a lot of people that... I think, again, a lot of your clients, I imagine now, they do they do train for the aspect of, like, wanting to feel good and look better. Maybe, they train just I, for me, mate. They just train. They, they that, want the chat, the hour of chat that they get. Fuck me. That's not... <laughs> um, is that, you know, they do want that feeling of they feel better, they feel healthier. They don't just feel like they're getting stronger or they look better in the mirror or whatever. They're probably thinking, like, actually, I feel better because I'm healthier. All that other stuff that comes with it. Um, it's the abuse. Be for the chat. Definitely right. the abuse. 
Yeah, the abuse, yeah. The abuse, they're, they're being being told what to do for the hour, which doesn't probably come normally to them. And yeah. They're like, what? Do that? Why are you talking to me like that? Because nobody else does. Um, that's why. Put your they, love it in a, they love it in a sadistic way. <laughs> Put your fucking weights away. Jesus Christ, I'm not going <laughs> <up. laughs> I didn't get it out. You got it out. Covered it away. That sounds bad. <laughs> well, you know, um, that's your fan. But leading on to that, like, what was that to talk about in terms of that one? It was something I wanted to really talk about there, Dan, but you've just you goaded me into that. Um, fact, mate, mate. talk about it, mate. But just talk about it. I just could, go for it. I can't remember. I can really can't remember. But in terms of functional strength, functionality of strength, because uh, there was an interesting thing to, told to me today, which is wrong, but it, it did make me look up... Um, I do like some of his work, Dr. John Ruchin, but he does have uh, his, his standards of functional strength. Um, oh, no, he's the guy who had that ridiculous fucking, like, Josh sent it to me. I think he did, like, oh, yeah, some, yeah, he did some, some silly, banded work. And it silly was banded like, work. And it was just yeah, like, like, nah, that's wrong. Uh, so some of it is good. <laughs> some of it is good. Some of it is awful. He does, I think he's functional strength coach, is that what he does. But he's, he's quite an angry fucker, really. Um, Why? That's just an awful handle, functional strength coach. No, it's not. He's... he's, he's his handle is Dr. John Ruchin. No, I mean, on his pro, sorry, on his, like, on his bio, I assume it says that. Oh, it's not like, like that. I, I think it's his product, Functional Strength Program or something like that. Um, oh. we, just, we just hate the term functional. It's dumb. Strength programs are functional by the definition. <laughs> it's just fine. Um, but yeah, it got us thinking, because there was a press-up thing, was how many press-ups were we meant to be doing, um, etc. within, or unbroken. And I got told a number, and I disagreed with it, and then we kind of critically... Critically, fa- I was about critically thank. That's not a word. You wouldn't critically. Definitely not. <laughs> I was like, that's not what we did. We didn't critically thank. Can, can we? Can we? Can we critic? Can we critically analyze your <laughs> thank saying? I was like, I was like, what is that? I was like, why? Am I, why? Why is my brain telling me to say thank at the end of that? Critically thinking. Critically. There we go. Analyzed. This, thought. You're, you're critically thought. Thought. That's right, isn't it? Yes, Tom. <laughs> We analysed uh, why why that person said that, <laughs> <way>. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, we basically come up with different ideas and we we, we got through it because that pure shit what was been said. Um, but got so John Ruchin came up with his standards. So I thought I'd look him up because I knew knew he had them. But he does keep the whole primer of the push pull that kind of crap, so it's fairly easy to look at. Um, so movement pattern, hip hinge, lunge, horizontal push, vertical push, horizontal pull, vertical pull, and locomotion. Um, locomotions means move Dan okay I do know that mate oh, yeah? yeah okay cool after the the steam locomotive good yeah yeah good that's where that comes yep. from Obviously. I did I, I did thank that's what you mean yeah. <laughs> just just chuck any vowel in and see what happens that's what I, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, 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 that's what I do for most of my spelling so well, see what <laughs> so functional exercise for um, this is like strength standards how strong should you be so I guess these are standards that He's created, and we can agree with them. Um, these are the new seven standards, like the, I don't know, what's the seven? The wonders of the world. Um, so new seven wonders of functional strength training. So I don't know what the testing instructions, it's a, it's a link in bio, and I'm not going to go and look it up because I'm lazy and you can do it themselves. Um, so the functional exercise for a hip hinge is a barbell Romanian deadlift. Fair enough. It's got no, I kind of can get that. So um, yeah. So this is, these are all percentage of body weight because obviously that's relative. What are we what are we thinking for one RM? I'd never do a one RM Romanian deadlift. FYI. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> Just FYI, I was doing it with sixty kilos because I really wanted to keep an extension the whole time um, oh. the other day because I got angry with myself. Um, but what would we say? What would you say? Let's just yeah. What? Yeah. A one RM, RM ridiculous, but I, would, I guess it, I, I guess the only way of doing that is is basically it's calling a deadlift, but you're gonna go you've basically inverted it an inverted yeah. deadlift. It's it's a, it's an eccentric into concentric deadlift instead. I would say it would be the same. And two two times body weight would be respectable, I think. So they've gone for 180 percent. So one point eight. Yeah, I, I think that. But again, uh, only because one rep max. I think. If you did like, say you did ten reps, ten reps. Reckon, if you did ten reps, I reckon if you could do one point two, one point three, your body weight, that's respectable. You're right. Yeah. I if think we, if you're trying we'll to give, work we'll, up we'll, from that, we'll give the ten RMs on this as well. The five to ten RMs because yeah. that's more, I don't know, general pop and safer. 
I say. Um, Sparty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, lunge is the single arm dumbbell. Single arm dumbbell reverse lunge. Why does it be single arm? Just because he wants. That max, what the fuck? No, no way. <laughs> so, rep max of that. Of, uh, I don't know where you're holding it. I'm guessing just right, on that. On that, I would say you're doing a you're doing a ten reps. You're doing ten reps, I reckon, on that. 10 oh reps damn! Max. I did. Uh, I, I almost I filmed myself doing this because I was like, oh damn, I really appreciate this. But I brought uh, reverse front rack lunges back into my program. Oh, my oh, butt was so sore. <laughs> it was unreal. I only did like what, sets. The, what, from the lunges or? Yeah, oh, just, just everything that followed. Um, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> You didn't know where I, where I went afterwards. So um, there was just, there was, I only did like six, three rounds of six. That was it. It was a decent load-ish, I thought. 80 kilos-ish. Yeah, a decent load. It's all right. And then I was just like, this is disgusting. So um, it was it single arm dumbbell single arm reverse dumbbell lunge. reverse lunge. We're going to say it's contralateral loaded because I'm, I'm guessing that's what happened. I I reckon I would. I mean, if it was double dumbbell, I would say half body weight split between two. Okay. But I think single arm, I think is a little bit tougher. So I'd probably say thirty three percent body weight, forty percent body weight. Smarter than you look, mate. So forty percent. Mm. He's gone forty percent body weight. Do you guess? Mm. How much is that of me? How much do I weigh, Dan? 120 kilos. So what's that? <laughs> no, we're about the same, about 80 kilos, aren't we? I'm, I'm, a, I'm sitting about 85 right now. So yeah, I'm a little so bit lighter. Cool. I'm a little bit lighter than that now. Uh, I'm sp- a little bit when you diet and I bulk, we're roughly about the same. Yeah, we're about the same. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just use 80. I always just use 80 as a, as a 80 number. 80 is our pound, right? So, so you'd be looking at kilos. Yeah, about that. I reckon that's a. Yeah, it'd be hard. That would be hard. I can do that, though. It's 32 kilos, but never mind. We'll, call it right, we'll just give it. We'll, not every place has like a 30. They're even fives. We have 32 kilo dumbbells, but. Yeah, so do we. But I reckon, um, I reckon, yeah, I if that. you did. But then if it was double, like two hands dumbbells, I'd be able to do 20s each hand. That's four. Oh, yeah, easy. Be easy. More. I can do split yeah. squats, yeah, 100% with like 40s in my hands, so that's fine. You're hard. I know, thanks, mate. All right, next one. Right. <laughs> Horizontal push. Barbell bench press. Body weight. This this one. So interestingly, for lower body, it was not split up into males and females. For upper body, it's. Uh, no, I think well, females then do have stronger legs. They tend to do have to have. They yeah, do tend abs- to have strong as you know strong legs as so, some. I guess so. I'm trying to think. I don't my... think. I don't think those numbers are any different for females. Again, a 60 kilo female, 120 deadlift will be impressive. Yeah. Strong, but then I, I, I yeah, I, I, yeah. And squatting I mean, as well. Well, that was a dumbbell. Yeah, reverse lunge. It's not actually a squat, is it? No. There's no squat pattern in there. Interesting. Why would it's not functional, mate? So functional, no. nobody sits down. Weight um, press, I would say, yeah, eighty kilo. I'd say, I'd say body weight, five rep max body weight. Five rep max body weight. That's probably about right. Yeah. I mean, maybe ten rep max actually, respectable body weight. I don't really know. One rep max, I'd say one and a half body weight. Ooh. He's gone. He's gone one point two five. Yeah. So that's about right, I think. It's yeah. about right because my my general thing is like I'd I'd like somebody to have like a one point eight to two times their body weight deadlift, one point five squat, and a one point two five. Yeah. Bench for a male. Yeah. Um, females. Nine percent of your body weight. One yeah. Round. Yeah, it's probably about right. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Um, vertical push. We've got a single arm dumbbell overhead press. Um, single? Does he have to be? I'm guessing. That's why is he? Why does he have to be so specific about exercise? Um, because I it's functional. Functional. It I would never say put, put stuff above your head with two hands. I would probably say. Is that again like thirty percent? I don't do that when I'm when I'm standing up. Like I'm guessing. I would say standing, I would say it? a third. Yeah, like a third of your body weight. Forty percent, I reckon he's probably going to say. Yeah, he's gone forty percent male mm. and thirty uh, percent female. Yeah, can I, can I press? I don't know. Standing a single arm dumbbell press for one rep max. For yeah, one RM. But then you just but then work it back from there to work uh, out thirty two you know, so, kilos. Uh, thirty two yeah, kilos. Yeah. Can I do that? Well, no, you, no, because you wouldn't do it as one rep max. <laughs> you could do like an eight rep max with the 20. I would never four. do it standing. That's what I'm, I'm, if I was doing a single arm overhead press, I'd be in a half kneel. 
I've done them standing before, like holding on to bench. Yeah, you'd be, you'd you'd be able to do twenty fours for like eight reps, yeah. I reckon, comfortably. I'll try it. Fuck it. So that, so actually, that that makes the numbers off things. That would make you strong. So that that's can't uh, be right. Uh, what? <laughs> <Can't> be right. <laughs> Although for those that have been watching Tom's Instagram recently, those single arm dumbbell bench presses are, it pains me to say it, impressive. Because that's very, <laughs> it's very, very hard to do. And they, he looks, makes it look quite easy. So give them a go if you've not tried them yet. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I really want somebody to like, <laughs> to literally have a go at them and just be like, Tom could bench the 46s for that. That'd be fine. Just that. And then just see him fall off. <laughs> yeah. That's really hard. Get that way. That's, uh, you even put it in the post you were like I've been doing this for like three months it was like it's taken me ages no, to no, I've, I've, I've been doing that for about six months like that's, six months, I've yeah, gone up since, from about a 32 and it's, it's grown pretty rapidly but like yeah my anti-rotation is is very strong now <laughs> yeah but I was just like it's going up it's going up because I was just like I read a post from uh, Mike Robertson and about when he started doing them because he was like seeing these Massive guys, really strong. They were, they were like, they'd be able to bench press everything through the sun, and then he chuck them on a single arm, and they couldn't do anything. And I was just like, ah, interesting. I was like, I want to, if I want to see what mine. And mine was not, not horrest, like horrendously similar, but it was just like there was a bit of a gap, and I was like, I should be able to at least do what I'm benching there. Surely, I like to think I've got a strong core, so I was just like, that was my thing. It's interesting. Yeah, I want to see Dan do but uh, I, I genuinely again it's something that's kind of thing I would actually be like oh, actually I'll try that now for a yeah. little while and it'll get me excited to actually train because yeah. it's different my head was going to explode like I'm, I'm convinced I'm going to burst a blood vessel in my head at some point I go so red and it's scary I did it whilst I was deadlifting this week as well I need to breathe at some point um, <laughs> what are you horizontal pull we've got chest supported right Chest supported row. Dumbbell? Uh, is that what? That's just chest supported row. It's just a machine, right? Well, yeah. If it's it functional, he's probably going to do dumbbells or barbell done, or something but he's, All the other ones, he's written dumbbell or barbell. Uh, a chest supported row, I would say body Bar- weight. I'm going to go barbell. Body weight? So he's got 140%. 1.4 body weight. So what's that for yeah. us? 120 kilos? Yeah, for one, maybe. 100, like. 115 kilos, 117 kilos, somewhere around there. Yeah. I think for, that's not too long, is it? Yeah, I guess. Mm, I like to see it's it. It's going to be hard to gauge a one rep on that because, one, again, because it's, it's just where's your stop start point. Yeah. That's, that's what's always hard about pull. Like, it's like pull ups yeah. as well. It's always hard to stop start point. Um, yeah. And females, 100% body weight. Um, vertical pull. Neutral grip pull up, of course. 1.4 times body weight for one. Mm, it's a bit light. 1.4. Well, again, yeah, add on a, add on 30 kilos for us, ish. Yeah, for um, one, uh, for one. For one. We, we got to a point once when we were doing that for like four reps, five reps, sorry. Yeah. We'll do that now. <laughs> no way near now. <laughs> again, it's all this shit I need to get back doing. Like, I, right. I'm, uh, I really am stripping all my training right back and I, Spoke to the guy at the gym today, actually, the guy who owns it, and we were talking about how it just, it's so fucking simple and how we have kind of gone around in circles and oh, just yeah, now, 100%. like. It's just crazy. It's like, oh, we stop looking for this. It's just, just do this, just do mm. it. So I've, I'm actually, after this, I'll talk about what my training it looks like at the moment. And locomotion, a trap bar loaded carry. I don't have enough space in my gym to do that. Um, but loaded carry, mm. 100% of your body weight for 30 seconds. Yeah. I'd be on a chat bar anyway as on well. a chat bar 100% yeah easy yeah, dumbbells it would be a bit tougher dumbbells with a grip. Tougher, 100% you'd probably go kettlebell before you go dumbbell that'd be the yeah. transfer just for where the weight's situated it's easier when it's down compared to out yeah. um, but chat bar yeah I think I'd walk around with 85 kilos all day that'd be fine 30 yeah. hours whatever all day yeah should we try that out <laughs> 24 hours that sounds like something dumb Ross Edgy will do that be fine yeah, he probably put it in. He was like, "Oh, that's that's uh, that's what I do on Tuesdays." So, all right, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, my training is I stripped it right back now. I'm actually doing a West Side thing, a simple one, a beginner one, because anybody who goes into West Side doing it doesn't, <laughs> yeah, um, doesn't know what it is. But I'm doing a conjugate method at the moment, uh, which hence why I was doing those heavy threes dumbbell wise. I stopped yeah. at 46 because I was like, my head's going to explode and I've done too many like too many sets now. 
because I kept on going up by two kilos, by two kilos, by two kilos. Um, but yeah, it's basically for the first phase, my first four weeks, I just pick on my month, but basically the first two days, I pick something, do a free RM, basically build up to a free RM, a safe free RM, non-failure. Um, I just pick an upper body movement and a lower body movement, put them on each day, and do, I do two supplementary exercises on those days, because essentially if you're working up to free RM, it should take you half an hour to 40 minutes anyway. Um, I do like some sort of core based mobility during my rest, that's about it. And then on the other two days, so I'm, only, I'm training four times a week, but they're kind of short sessions. The other two days are like speed work, so I'm only sitting at about the top end is like 65% of RMs, so like speed deadlifts or speed squats or speed press or something like that. Mm. And then a little bit of pause stuff. And that's it. Very nice. Stripped it back. Um, and then I'm, I went for a swim. Crazy. Wow. It's, but, it I, but my change of mood is incredible when I'm doing those free RM stuff or just working up to something heavy is I'm so much happier, such a better person to be around. It's unreal. Um, yeah. I just, I like training as well. It gives me, it's like the training thing. I don't realize that I'm doing it because my hip is fine. And I realized that obviously powerlifting, I think it was powerlifting with football that killed my hip, but mm. it feels like I'm conjugate method is a good powerlifting strength thing. Um, but I'm so much more happy when I'm doing that shit. It's so better. I'm going to do some jumping around and stuff just to just keep me mulling over because I do that during, during my uh, my movement prep anyway, all the explosive crap. Mm. But Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, mate. Oh, good, mate. Well, let's know when you start improving your mood, yeah? <laughs> Oi. What the fuck? <laughs> mate, it was too easy. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, brilliant. All right, we got any other news? We've run over fifty minutes, mate. Without even really trying. I don't think we can even talk about the last thing because we didn't go on too long. But yeah, no, we'll save it for another one, mate. We'll save it for another one. I've got it saved. Instagram saved. Um, yeah, we've got nothing to talk about. Um, as far as I know, there's no news from me. No news from Dan. Is there any biceps banter? Crap. No, no news from me. No news from you. Oh, apart from Dan, Dan's got a dog. I've got my dog, yeah, we'll have to do a whole fucking podcast on that one, I reckon. I realise, because I was, I was dog-sitting for six dogs at the weekend, and yeah. Dan's got a new little puppy, it's so cool. It's really- I'm a, I need to come down. Yeah, you I'm do need saying. to come down, that's, that's why you need to come. Yeah, See basically, you. there's no other reason. I was just like, on the list of, actually, Dan is fourth on the list of people I want to see in Bath now. There crazy. you go. Don't worry about it, mate. Puppy, Isabel, Laura, Dan, it's crazy. Brilliant. <laughs> Appreciate it. So, all right, on that note, uh, we'll end and we'll catch you next week. <laughs>